0: To the second annual Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. Oh, and I'm Patrick Grimmion. And welcome.
1: Uh, oh. oh.
0: Well, our guest is so excited today. She's <laughs> so
1: excited. She's
0: so excited. to <laughs> First episode. I know. We're all jazzed to get into this tournament. Welcome to the Academy, everybody.
1: Oh, well,
2: thank you. Happy to be here. All right.
0: And if you haven't already guessed, our guest is can be seen at the Pack Theater and is known as LL Cool sharp on all of these social medias. We're,
3: we're talking Twitter. We're talking Instagram. We're talking motherfucking TikTok.
0: TikTok, baby.
3: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Our guest, Lauren Sharp.
3: Hi. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> so excited. I, I mean, love
2: it, Meryl. <laughs>
0: we all do. That's why we're here yeah and if you didn't tune into last week's and why would you be here if you didn't tune into last week's maybe you're a big lauren fan i understand that um we're talking meryl street oh yeah we're going down the line looking for her best performance why wouldn't we pick her as our first actor in the academy academy you know before we jump into things though
1: Mm -hmm. patrick
0: how
3: was your week oh man uh yeah it was good like uh I got my uh my uh uh, uh, uh my ticket uh, not my ticket. I got my uh, sticker for my car, my like my 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 California license plate like sticker, which is very nice. Also got my car clean. Like my car is like so clean right now, and so I've like never. My goal right now is to never eat in my car ever again. Like I never want to eat in my car ever again. I never want to like open anything in my car ever again. It's so clean. I don't want it because i and I actually like paid to get it. Like it's like one of the first times in like a long time where I actually like got a professional to clean it. And so like I'm just like just currently like on edge anytime I enter my vehicle. Like I almost want to like take off my shoes. Like I'm entering like uh, my grandmother's home or something. Like Mm -hmm. take off my shoes, put on like special socks whenever I enter my car. That's like the mode I'm in right now currently. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And the street was fun though. What about yourself? How are you doing, buddy? How are you doing?
0: i doing okay. I've, um, I was assigned to jury duty.
3: Jesus all Christ.
0: Duty. Jury duty. Awful. And um, basically Disgusting. due to all of these, uh, you know, the COVID and everything else, uh, you have to check the website every single evening to see if you're invited to come to jury duty the next day. So it's always like on the edge of my seat around 7 p.m. Will, will this be the day? And I have not yet gone this uh. week. Wow. Like, so just wait-
3: that's like Bloomhouse horror movie to me. <laughs> Being in like a room with like twelve people breathing their air, their stale oh, air. Oh yeah,
2: right now too. I didn't even realize the COVID problem.
0: Yeah, all the attorneys at my office—they're both—they're like I've had to tell them. I was like, "Oh, I might be out at some point this week," but they're all like, "I don't care if you're out, but we want to know. Like, how does it work? What's going on there?" You know, my my attorney was like you know, you could probably like consult oh. with other people, like to know what's going on with the, how to be a juror. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, uh, that's, that's a what a wonderful extra skill.
3: That's good, that's like, man, that's like turning <laughs> fucking lemons into lemonade, brother. Well,
0: oh, you sure. know, that's what we do around here on the Academy Academy. Lauren, how was your week?
2: Uh, not too bad, you know. Um, I uh, was in Palm Springs this weekend, which was delightful. Uh, just, just kind of nice to get out in a place where I can drive to and still be socially distanced. And I mean, I was with a friend, but we were playing it pretty safe. Uh, in general, though, it was like one of those things where the whole weekend, you're like, you know, that weekend was like something I would been looking forward to for a couple of weeks. And now that it's over, it's like, well, what do I, I need to find a new thing to look forward to, or every day we'll just start to feel terrible and miserable. <laughs> But of course I had this. I had this podcast. Yeah. Also I love
3: I love that like, yeah, but the high literally like my life has become so boring during COVID that the highlight of my week was putting a sticker on my car. That was like
2: (laughs) There's something about taking care of business like that where you're just like, cool, that's out of the way. And that was an easy thing, you know? It's not like it's not like getting your oil changed or something like that or something that's over, under the hood, but putting that mm-hmm. sticker on the car is almost like a rite of passage that's so
3: simple. Oh, it feels, it feels nice, too, just to have it done. And, like, yeah. I don't know. It's, like, something I've been stressing about, too, because, like, for some reason, like, I was supposed to get my... I, I drive, like, for a ride share company, which is, like, uh, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but, like, I needed the sticker by a certain time so I could pass, like, so I could continue driving my car. And mm-hmm. I am glad that I got the sticker the day I got it. Cause there was a chance I could have gotten it two weeks later and I would have not been able to drive <laughs> and, nice. and make and get an income. So that was kind of like nice. Also the presidential debate was yesterday. That was like a hell on earth. That was, I didn't yeah. even watch. Ooh, I can
2: bring I watched the recaps and that was as good as I could do.
3: This is how bad it was. I did short form improv uh, for the first hour before like for a Twitch show. And I I wish that short form improv show went on for two hours, baby. I would have rather done, shit, I would have rather done long form improv on Twitch. Would have rather done a Laurent. A Laurent, I would have rather done a Laurent than watch mother, a Herald. I would have rather done a fucking Herald on Twitch for three people. One of them, my mother who is like supportive but doesn't understand. Mm. Then, oh, man, yeah, that was a, uh, you know what, I, okay, after, I will say, too, that, like, the short form improv shows, actually, that, they're nice people, they're very good, managers, comedy, they're very funny, we're probably gonna have some people from that on as guests at some points, I feel bad for, like, they're good, they're good, they short form improv is actually funnier than long form, ah, oh, fuck you're good you're good everyone, uh,
2: everyone who does improv and 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 enjoys it also knows that they're part of an inside joke of yeah. how
3: awful it is That's like yeah that's like that's the bit it's the bit is like it's dumb you know yeah yeah same with remember. podcasting it's yep. true it's here true. we are
2: here we are having our little
3: Every, everything i enjoy is inherently bad
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it um, gives you peace of mind about life mm-hmm. but you know we're not here to talk about the differences and in the intricacies of short form improv and long form improv. Oh, but if we only could. We were. Oh, if only we, yeah. We'd probably get many, many, many deeply interested listeners. Now we're here to talk about Meryl Streep. Oh, this is the yeah. first episode of starting the first bracket, first region in the brackets, Accents. Before we dive into our first two films, which I know we have a lot to talk about, uh, one one of which I don't think any of us had seen prior to jumping <laughs> into this. And, um, well, well, we'll leave this with a little tease that we will do a callback to later on. It's weird and fascinating. Okay, but first things first, we need to talk to Lauren about Meryl Streep. Patrick and I shared our early experiences with Streep uh, last week. Lauren, w- what is your Streep history?
2: Uh, my street's smart
0: yes exactly Street yes
2: Smart. um i love her i i truly love her i people are always like oh she's nominated again and i'm like yeah not enough never enough she could be nominated three times in the same year and i would be like okay good you're getting there um she really is she's one of the greatest uh, performers of our generation and yeah yeah so it's almost like how people got tired of schitt's creek Cleaning up all the Emmys, they're like, okay, it's one after another. But hey, when things are good, that's what happens. And Meryl Streep is the shit, so take a big whiff, you know. Um, I'm a big fan of Devil Wears Prada. I think that's that's a good one to watch anytime you're 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 not liking your job, or if you just want to look at some real cool outfits. Uh, but she's great in that. Um, is it adaptation? Yeah. Adaptation. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. August Osage County.
3: Oh yeah. That's a good she one. John Wells.
2: She was very good in that.
3: Tracy Lutz.
2: Yes. Uh and I think I think maybe my first I'm trying I think you asked if what my first introduction to Merrill was. I can't uh I I can't be sure, but honestly it might have been Manhattan. <laughs>
1: i saw manhattan
2: at a relatively early age which is interesting considering the content of manhattan uh and the fact that it is woody allen all of that stuff but uh but i do remember being like oh my god she's beautiful she's beautiful in manhattan um she was always quite a looker and she she's she looks beautiful for her age now too i i love her i love her yeah oh and i saw what was that one that she was in that was like She's an aging mother who is struggling to let go of her rock star life. Oh, Ooh. that's
3: uh, Ricky and the Flash.
2: Ricky and Com- the Flash I coming saw
3: that up. One. Yeah, coming up in the tournament. That will be. And that was fine.
2: That was an okay movie.
3: <laughs> yeah that that will be he- going against Florence Foster Jenkins. That's gonna and be upcoming a- episode. Oh, delightful. Yeah, that'll be tough. That'll be tough.
0: One thing uh, we talked about last week, and I don't know if you agree on this, Lauren, is that like for, I guess because we're all like. Meryl Streep was established when most of us, by the time most of us were born, that it's just like she's just been ever present. It wasn't like this, like shocking, like oh, have you heard of this? It was just like, no, yeah. she's great. You're, it's like you're born with that knowledge that she's great.
2: Yeah, totally. I would ag- agree with that completely. Yeah, <laughs> she's she. It, it's it's like it's like, hey, do you remember where you were the first time you bre- breathed oxygen? Yeah, exactly. No.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of extraordinary and you know, cause we're looking at two films today too, that kind of one's near the front end of her career. And one is she's definitely at her like, kind of like what you were saying yeah. about her, like year in year out, she's nominated for the Oscar, like as established as it gets. Yeah. Type thing. And the quality though, of performance is pretty, you know, even though they're about what, 30 or so years apart, It's real consistent.
3: Oh, definitely. And and she definitely, it's interesting, like even just watching these two films, you start to realize, oh, there are definitely some eccentricities, not eccentricities, that's the wrong word, but like there are specifics to her actings that like, you know, and they're beneficial. Like she has a unique way of acting that uh, you see in both, Sophie's Choice and Julie and Julia. Should I have said those movies right now, or were we gonna announce? It's They're gonna be in the podcast. They're gonna be the podcast. The title the of the title of the show. <laughs> the titles. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry to all people who can't read.
0: Yeah. Sorry about that.
3: Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Non. Uh, I truly am sorry to people that can't read. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I actually like that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. I loved it. I loved it. It's
2: better that you're saying it rather than writing it to them. That is true. Yeah.
3: It's empathetic.
0: But, um, you know, one thing I noticed just across the board on these two films is, I we talked a little bit about it before, but um, Meryl's like, how apparently earlier in her career she was criticized for being a little too, like, technical, mm. rather than, like, really, like, um, Raw emotions, kind of coming
3: on screen. I can see that. I can see that. And I, I saw it
0: in both these because her performances are. And it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's just um,
3: she's in complete
0: control of oh, what she yes. does. It do, There's no feeling of like, um, where is this? Like, a lot of my like a lot of my favorite actors have had bad performances mm-hmm. because they're kind of like, oh, let's try this. We'll go for it. We'll see what happens. I right. don't think Meryl. Everything she does is extremely thought
3: out, extremely oh, it's, put together. It's methodical as all yeah. get out. Yeah, no, especially like, and I feel like that suits her character in Sophie's Choice so well. We'll talk, I mean, we can talk about it later, but just like, um, yeah, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss, do you want to just start the, uh, do we want to? What, what I think
0: we that? could just jump into things. We're going to open
3: things up. Boom. With film. Dive right in like oh. lobster in a pot. <laughs> yep. And I'm not letting you die quickly. I'm just Mm -hmm. throwing you in there. (laughs) And my my cat's going to meow.
0: We're going to do like a, you know, seven to eight minute hilarious sequence about whether or not that lobster's going in that pot.
3: Oh, yeah. Seven to eight minutes.
0: What we're talking about is 2009's Julie and Julia, directed by Nora Ephron, co-starring Amy Adams, Stanley the Tooch Tucci, and Chris Messina. Oh, man. Uh, the film was nominated for one Academy Award for, guess who? Lead actress, Meryl Streep.
3: Oh, yeah. Delightful.
0: Um, was a success at the box office. Made $129.5 million worldwide off of a $40 million budget.
4: That's and um,
0: relatively well-reviewed. Um, got us, not that we... Are fans of the Rotten Tomato system, but if we wanted to say they got a 77. That's not bad. Which isn't bad. too bad. And um, it opened second at the box office in its opening weekend behind G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra, a movie not as well remembered nope. as Julie and Julia. Um, <laughs> before we jump into Merrill's performance, like, we could just get to a couple, like some broad overview. I know we probably want to talk about just what we thought of this movie. And uh, yeah, you know, Patrick, you want to get us started?
3: Oh, a hundred percent. Like it's yeah, it is just a crazy. It's very crazy how this movie begins because like immediately it's like, I think in like the first like five minutes, it's like you you realize oh wow she's like in New York in 2002 right after uh yeah warning uh, we're gonna be talking about 9 11 but like it's like. <laughs> She's like in. She's in New York right after 9/11 happens, and it's like she's going. She's like she's going to work at the 9/11 factory. It's kind of like what it feels like. She's she's like a. Um, she's a uh, Amy Adams's character, uh, Julia Powell, is like a. I guess like a. She works for like an insurance company. I think related to the. She's trying to get people that were affected. It's
2: it's never.
0: Totally clear where her job the only thing that really matters is that she works in a cubicle which equals sucks oh, yeah, in like Hollywood job. And
3: world. she and she yeah. hate and she hates it. She like, yeah, it's like and it's also like it's all really her- below her. Yeah. Because like all of her friends, too. She's not even 30. And like all of her friends are like super are they all like twenty 29- nine It's so weird because they're all like super successful, it seems like for the age I don't know. Like it was just like it was I guess, like in my head, like it's just strange. It's hard for me to relate because, like, if this movie was made, like, let's say this movie was made in two thousand nineteen as opposed to two thousand nine, like she'd be like working for Grubhub, and like <laughs> she she would be trying she'd be trying to start a podcast too. Wouldn't be yeah. a blog, it'd be a podcast. It'd be
0: a, yeah, absolutely.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: Times have definitely changed in the last uh, last 10 years as far as what a 29-year-old looks like and what their life and what their income looks like.
3: Yeah. Definitely changed. It was also interesting how like her character is like, she's ostensibly kind of like, I feel like she like views herself as immature a little bit or her character seems immature. Uh, But like, I feel like she had like the same level, although never mind, you know what? I was going to say that like, I feel like, like Julia Child was 36 when she started cooking. But she had, like, a long life as, like, a fucking spy for, like, the yeah. army and stuff like that. So, like, never mind. I, 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 totally, yeah,
0: I want to I see, see a Julia Child spy movie, not to get but, too off topic. Oh,
3: that'd be so much better. That oh, yeah. Been, that would whip.
0: Spy Her, cooks. Yeah, Spy Cook. Oh, great title.
3: Thank yeah. you.
0: You know, I thought, um, just a quick question for the group. Do you think that Julie Powell is a good cook?
2: Oh. I didn't get the idea that she
3: was... Yeah. No,
1: she didn't like <laughs> eggs. She didn't fucking
3: like yeah. eggs. That's a that's a big part of cooking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I just kept thinking that Chris Messina was like sneaking off around two in the morning to go to that pizza parlor where they lived above, just to make sure he was getting like food that he actually
3: wanted to eat. <laughs> hey man, the pizza in New York City is nothing oh, like New York it. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the big apple. Yeah, he was so, it was so interesting too. How, like, her character, I feel like her character wanted to, like, live in the suburbs and, like, hated living in the city. It was an interesting, like, look into the mentality of that era. I don't know. It was, it
0: was interesting because, like, that, you're talking about that opening scene where she goes to lunch with her awful friend, her awful careerist friends. Oh, yeah. And in any other movie, you get this feeling like, no, she's not like them. She's not a careerist. She wants to be this, like, amazing creative artist. But no. She actually totally wants to be like them. And she just hasn't been successful yet. Mm. And that gets to like my biggest issue with this movie is like not enough Julia, too much Julie.
2: You know what? Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, so I, as we all know, love Meryl. I love Amy Adams. I love Nora Ephron. I love food. I didn't (laughs) love this movie. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And I think it's because it wasn't enough Meryl. That's totally fair. I mean she is 100% the best part. I'll be okay. So I'll be like oh god this is all. I'm gonna be like completely honest like you're seeing my fucking heart folks. Just pulling it out. I kinda I weirdly relate to Amy Adams' character a little bit. That's okay. Hey. I literally I I do a little bit. I watched this and I was like you know like she's someone who struck is like literally like I see a little bit of my, like, you know, she's trying to get her little, like, blog started. She's just, like, she's just, she was just, like, she was, like, 10 years early, you know? Like, you that know, is like, a sign like of,
2: a, of a successful story or a successful portrayal, may, maybe, in this case, is that you can relate to them.
3: <laughs> oh, totally, and, like, you know, and It doesn't just, have
2: to be gender-specific. Do you know I the can, amount of times I go into movies with, lead, like, with male protagonists, and I'm, like, yeah, I totally feel this guy's pain.
3: Oh, totally! And like, I, just, I, I had just, no
2: choice for the first, you know, like fifteen years of my life because that's all Hollywood gave me.
3: <laughs> no, like, I would just, yeah, I'm just imagining like the the like the the version of this film that I would star in, where like, I guess like, like my Julia Child would be like fucking Mark Marin or some shit. Mark and Patrick. <laughs> yeah market and- <laughs>
2: Mark- <laughs> that's a good question who would your julia child be
3: <laughs> and i'm just like trying to like i'm trying to interview like a random person every day or something i don't know how or like i'm trying to play glue's guitar and own a cat every day or something i don't know
0: you imagine how cranky if you thought julia child was cranky about julie powell do you imagine how cranky mark maron would be if he heard you were kind of like doing a episode like i'm gonna re-record wt every episode of wtf this
3: year <laughs> oh yeah oh she would he would yeah he would hate me and i would leave i guess like i wouldn't leave like who are butter. you guys Patrick? who are you guys <laughs> I don't know, I don't have any I'm trying to find out I'm trying to discover who my guys are I
2: don't know i I only recently got into mark Maron's podcast, but I'm gonna say this i I feel like he's someone who encourages the artist's you know endeavors uh no matter who they may be you know as long as you're not hurting anyone so I feel like he would be like yeah uh I'm not gonna listen to that but uh but by
3: all means go for it.
0: Yeah. You should yeah. do it, Patrick. I think it would be a weird Charlie Kaufman-esque turn down the rabbit hole.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I would definitely lose my mind at some point. I'm going into a giant ear that leads me into, like, I don't know, uh, Jay Moore's brain. You're like, I, would love I, it I, if I you can't watch po- don't, Sorry.
2: Oh, I would love it if your podcast was called What the Heck with <laughs>
3: What the heck. Hey, what the heckers. What, what the, the heck, heck? buddies. <laughs> Today we got Louis Anderson on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my friend Louis Anderson, Louis Anderson from grade school. Not <laughs> it's not Louis from Baskets. Oh yeah. uh, man, yeah, no. But um, let's let's talk about Meryl a bit, though. Like I think, mm-hmm. like, or do you have anything to say about like Nora Ephron and her direction? I, I know you had some something to say about the cinematography. In
0: this yeah, movie. I I thought this movie was a really like handsome looking movie.
3: Oh, like, it, it's so professional.
0: I think um, it's probably some sort of masculino tourist theory, but um, I don't think a lot of people think of Nora Ephron movies in kind of the cinematic sense, kind of think about sharp scripts, good performances and that kind of thing. But this had, it was a very cinematic film for, you know, the way they shot both the modern New York and the France of uh, Julia Child. Mm -hmm. And I just was, I was really impressed. I thought it was a good looking movie. And um,
3: yeah. You know, what's interesting, too, is, like, I saw, like, the first uh, two minutes of a making of documentary about Julie and Julia, and, like, the they talked about, like, it was so fascinating, uh, like, they had Amy Robinson was, like, the producer, or one of the producers of this movie, and so basically she had, like, saw, like, a document, either she read a book or she saw a documentary about Julia Child, and then she had read the book about Julia, uh, you know, Julia, she read a Julia Powell's book and she was like, ah, these two things should be matched together, mm-hmm. and, like, she was able just, like, like that, like, she talked to, like, Amy Pascal at Sony, and she was, like, immediately on board, and they immediately went to, like, Nora Ephron, who was, like, immediately on board as well, so I feel like this movie, like, this is, like, an example of, like, uh, the, the, the Hollywood factory, like, working at, like, peak levels, where, like, <laughs> everything is going smoothly, everyone's vision is being, like, now, to be fair, I didn't watch the rest of that 27-minute documentary so that might have been like
0: two well minutes the, produ- of- the production was famously hell
3: <laughs> Yeah, like yeah it could have been just like you know Nora Ephron getting into fights with Stanley Tucci like pulling his ears and stuff and you know Jaden Lynch just you know doing fisty cuffs with uh Meryl Streep in this oh the st- man oh yeah, oh, yeah. what oh, a this-
2: tall fight that would be
3: oh the tallest fight they the tallest. were they were filmed like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings it was insane there were like moments where like Jane
2: Lynch is tall though but is
3: how tall is Meryl Streep in real life she's only five she's only five six she's they they use
2: some tricks with her
3: oh big time she's shorter than Stanley like Stanley Tucci's five eight okay yeah okay Stanley Tucci's taller than and so like they were a hundred percent using like you know like some sort of crazy like you know making sure also like a I don't know if it's like a testament to like the makeup or the physicality, but Meryl Streep looks so physically imposing. It's an, it's a really, really,
0: that was one thing I noticed when I watched it is that her physicality and movement in the film, just in general, was so precise and so great. Like it's just, it's not to get back to like improv or whatever, but like getting called out all the time on like your like space work and not just standing there talking to each other. She brought a lot to the table just in her um. To her looks and her kind of like head
3: movements. Oh, her mannerisms. Her... Yeah. She's like the mannerism queen. She is absolutely. So... She is so good at like. The devil is in her details. Oh <laughs> yes. yeah, the devil wore Prada. Yes.
1: <laughs> it oh it my goodness! Wow. Ah, oh,
3: put that on a <laughs> bumper sticker.
0: If we get to the point, if we ever have listeners, we'll make it into a t-shirt that they can buy and their friends can be like, wow, that's weird. You have a podcast t-shirt.
3: Yeah, and then like, they could just be like my screaming face, and then like the Devil war Prada. Just yeah, yeah.
2: There is something funny though of making a t-shirt that's like, oh, your shirt says the Devil We're, war Prada, like the Devil Wears Prada. It, is that like a mistake? It's like no, no, no. no it's a quote. It's a it's a yeah. good quote. Yeah. You had to you have to listen to it. It'll so funny. You'll or love are it. Are you referencing the movie Devil Wears Prada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 like you have to like listen to it. Like it's a it's like a it's a joke among our fans. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one. <laughs> yeah, our fan. It's a fan. Yeah, the person wearing that shirt, my mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> but I thought um,
0: I thought one of the real highlights to the movie just was the um, chemistry mm-hmm. between Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci. Oh. I think it was oh. just a lovely couple. Like you could watch them in, together in that role. Just over and over multiple movies make it a make it a damn franchise
3: oh a hundred percent and like the thing too is i when you watch it initially like i'll be real like the first like five minutes i saw of uh of uh julia child i was like this is a little cartoonish this is a little (laughs) muppety like she feels like she feels like the human version of one of like the it's like if she was in beauty and the beast she would have been like a pan it's like the human (laughs) version of like a pan in beauty and the beast like Come here, Belle, let me make you a souffle here today. Like, it's, like, that level of, like, cartoony. But then, like, she's, like, she has, like, you realize, like, you watch her, like, you know, she... It's not that she's a cartoon. Like, her character, like, Julia Child has, like, a... What's the term I use? It's, like, a French... Joie de vivre! She has, like, a joie de vivre! Joie de like, She has a joie de vivre. Like, she's, like, she's, like, ebulent. And, like, uh, and she'll also... Like she feels greatly, like her character feels greatly, and is passionate about things, and you even and you get that when like she finds out so she her sister has a child. That was so interesting. How little they they kind of like only touched the surface of that. You know what I'm talking about? That one scene where like yeah Yeah. she gets the letter and you find out like yeah. So was was Julia Child like not able to conceive, or was it just like it doesn't matter? It's just it, it was it was well acted. Is the point.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, one thing that's really interesting about this movie that I actually kind of enjoy, and I can see why it's a movie that a lot of people um, kind of come back to as a, almost like a comfort food kind of movie, mm-hmm. it is relatively drama free. Oh, wow. It is just kind of, Absolutely. we're making this, we're going to succeed, where everyone's what are having mistakes? fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: She just has to cook her way through the book or what? Yeah. Nothing, or- nothing happens.
0: She quits something again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and
2: it's, then like it's yeah. an eat, pray, love situation, but just with the eating.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And it's
2: also like it was very weird.
3: The best like, part so... of those three. Yeah, I will say too that like uh, the yeah no love too scary, uh, praying too scary, uh, eating too not good. not scary, so good. really not fun. Scary. Yeah, love.
2: I will eat every day. I won't do the other things every day.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll eat. But my emotions. you should pray every day.
3: Oh. That is true.
2: Wow, hot, I didn't realize hot that's what I was getting into on <laughs> this uh
3: podcast. This is a, that's the a
1: swerve. That's We're Scientologists. Swerve.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, this is how you find out. Uh that'd be so and here's cool. the <laughs> literature. I think that'd be like the most horrifying thing in the world to me if I was on a podcast with two of my close friends and then like 30 minutes or 40 minutes into it, they like drop the bomb that they're both like legitimate sci- Scientologists. I mean that's
2: it's basically on a smaller scale the plot of Midsummer. (laughs)
3: Ah, interesting. I've not I've not seen Midsummer. I need to. I only just
2: recently watched it, but just like (laughs) oh, you're learning some new things about your friends today.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah, they're all assholes. Yeah. (laughs) I I was gonna say this. Um. Yeah. uh, The uh, yeah the scene in with Amy Adams where like uh, Chris Messina leaves him. Like that felt so contrived. That was very like, yeah, the one moment of drama she had in that movie, and it was He's gotta so go
0: sleep on his couch at Archaeology Magazine.
3: Yeah, Archaeology <laughs> Magazine—the most generic. I guess that's probably a real. I can see that being a I real. I think movie. it
0: is, but it's yeah. still very silly.
3: Oh yeah, it's like yeah, I work at like yeah, I work at the newspaper company like that level <laughs> of like like yeah. Oh, man. I feel so
2: bad. So it has been long enough since I saw this movie that I actually don't. don't what is. Does he leave her just because she's gotten like completely swallowed by this project of hers? Is that
0: yeah, sort of I think <laughs> I guess this goes back to what we were just talking about about this movie, like the stakes and the like kind of lack of drama really so had to
3: contrive everything yeah, it's very fabric I almost would have preferred it if like yeah, like he switched the amount of time that Meryl Streep had with the amount of time Amy Adams had, and then like just get rid of the fucking drama like they're they're because it's literally just like she makes something every day and then Chris Messina is like nice about it. That's all you need. Like it doesn't have to be. I mean, yeah. Like oh. it's,
0: his one complaint seems to be that he's not having sex every night. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <I> mean, literally. <laughs>
2: I'm like, oh, my yeah. my girlfriend or wife, I can't even remember if they're married. Like my girlfriend is just cooking every day, and all I do is eat. But we oh.
3: don't fuck anymore. By the, the by yeah, the way, the most the, that is kind of the drama. <laughs> also, like the most insane part of the movie is when they start having sex to the voicemails of like adulation, like. Oh, yeah. like, like they, there's a part in the movie where like there's a point where like she becomes like popular and like like the New York Times wants to speak to her like Slate Magazine like all these oh incredible all the all the all the stars of publishing like the, the sky is not bright it's dark because all the stars of publishing she kind of gets
0: offended too she's like you don't know the Slate food critic
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't know, you don't know the food critic of salon.com <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> of, uh... We, we, we got to talk to you, you You saying the most insane part but truly I think the most insane part of this movie is when they watch the Dan Aykroyd SNL sketch where he plays Julia Child and they show the entire sketch and just kind of cut back to Amy Adams and Christmas Cena like laughing.
3: And commenting on it. It's and
0: very- commenting, but it having nothing to do at all with any, you know, you guys, any level of plot. The script is before. short.
3: We need something yeah. to fill yeah. a full <laughs> 10 pages of the yeah.
1: script. Yeah. Uh,
0: Nor- Nora, have I got something for you. A sketch uh, from 1978 with Dan
1: Aykroyd. Yeah, I, I,
3: but, I, but I will say for like, for all its faults though, like, I I will say, like, it is, like, Meryl Streep is, like, and we're looking, this is a podcast where we're only looking at the performance. If we're just looking at the Meryl Streep performance, Meryl's, like, this is, like, peak Meryl, in my opinion. And, like, not, like, and I would say, okay, so maybe I don't know what peak Meryl is yet, but this is what (laughs) I imagine peak Meryl is. Like, I feel like it's, like, she's, yeah, in theory, like, she's very, like, in control. There's never, like, it all feels real. Even, like, the goofier stuff she does, uh, It's like a fully formed character And it's a character I want to see more of <laughs> Uh, And like by far the most interesting relationships Are between, yes, yeah, between her Meryl and uh, Tucci number one And Tucci's an interesting character too But then like Tucci, and then Meryl and her sister And that's <laughs> like a really, because they're both Like the sister's also very tall Like they're both like, yeah like, they're both like, what, like, 7'5 or something? something feels like, like that, like, these, yeah.
2: These WNBA players Yeah, yeah They, there. Yeah. they both play right, power something forward. Something in that family juice.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, they're both like, other. Yeah, they're the size of Ents. Like, she's carrying Stanley Tucci on her shoulder the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> He's got him like a kangaroo, just like a little knapsack. <laughs> yeah.
2: Aww. Uh, so <laughs> little, adorable. Little I love. Joey
3: Tucci. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, Patrick,
0: you hit on something earlier that... This is kind of like when you first start this movie and we've seen so many of like Meryl Streep's films, this is kind of like at her, I'm a legend. I come out with a movie every year. You know what you're getting. Almost like you know what you're getting. You're getting like this good performance every single year, but it's easy to kind of like take that for granted. It's like you bring up like sports or basketball. It's like, oh, LeBron James is in the finals again. Well, we shouldn't take that for granted. LeBron James is awesome and that's incredible. And the same goes for Meryl Streep. And You watch this movie, and the further and you go,
4: yeah, you know what?
3: She could have coasted, but she's not. A hundred and ten percent. I do
2: say, I, I like as much as she is this very vibrant and interesting, almost almost cartoonish character. Had anyone else played Julia Child in this, I think it would have been even even it would have been too cartoony. It would have been like they wouldn't have done it
3: justice as she did. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it and and it's like. It's difficult, like that is like Julia Child is like a weird because if you watch like old Julia Child's videos, like she had that accent, she was like a larger than life character in her, like you know, you have I think to. I rec-
2: felt like Mrs. Doubtfire or something.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, yeah. You watch this? Yeah. That's like the first thing yeah, I think. Yeah, like kind <laughs> <an> of <hour> to- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: um, it's. Did we, I think we did. I don't, boy, this has been going on. Uh, Did we talk about the fact that the accents category, that she's from
3: Pasadena? Yeah, she's, no, we have not. We have not talked about that. (laughs) Okay, all right. So when we
0: first put this together, like accents from all over the world, I had no clue Julia Child was actually from
2: Pasadena. I had no idea either. I thought it was a French thing.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's so weird, yeah. And then like, yeah, you have to like look like an her, like, yeah, so her, uh, her father... As per Wikipedia, now this could be like some ne'er do well putting in fake knowledge. Oh man, uh, I hate so, that! Oh, I will. If, if I find whoever you are who fake this, I will. I will hunt you down, buddy. <laughs> I don't like it when people. Although when I was like fourteen, I would, I would regularly go on Wikipedia and like write fake stuff like all the time in, in high wow. school. I I once erased the friends because uh, it was like I don't know. I was a little. I was a little <laughs>
0: Did you say I once erased like the Friends Wikipedia page? No,
3: I once erased the France the France Wikipedia page. Okay, <laughs> I just I once like just as good. <laughs> yeah, and it was gone for because like, this was like back in like what 2005 2006. That was like it was wow. gone for like five minutes yeah. probably. It was fun like to have that power is fun uh, as a young too much, lad. Too
2: much power. Too much power.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, her,
3: uh, but her uh, but Julia Child's father uh, John McWilliams Jr. Uh who famously in the movie uh, was a big old fan of uh, what's his face? Uh, McCarthy, uh, Joseph McCarthy. That was interesting. Uh, he was a Princeton university graduate and a prominent land manager. So like, yeah, he hundred percent had this like Boston Brahmin accent. Like it was like arist- American aristocracy. I feel like that's like, her, cause that's like their accent. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's almost as if, like a very American way. It's like, well, we have to prove that we're like rich and fabulous, so we'll make up our own accent and just go with <laughs> it, and people will buy it.
3: Oh, wait, here we go too. Child's maternal grandfather was Byron Curtis Weston, a lieutenant governor of Massachusetts. There we go, and then, and then oh. her mother was a paper company heiress. Wow, it's a wow. lot. it's a lot. That's a lot going on.
0: Yeah, wow. so it's. It's interesting. It goes to show just how versatile Meryl is when the accents category, she's from Pasadena, and it still works in the oh, accents yeah. category.
3: Still,
1: Hold yes.
0: Up. Although one thing um, we were watching a film for, that we'll be covering on a later episode as well this week that my wife brought up was the fact that is Meryl doing an accent in every movie
1: <laughs>
0: that she's in? Some level of a voice. Maybe.
2: You know, I don't know. Because she does have a, there is a distinct lightiness of with which she speaks in real life. The the yeah no, there are some times where she is just plain old Meryl, mm-hmm. like in her in her dialect. But the yeah, it's, dialect.
0: It's interesting because it definitely seems like she she builds her characters out so much that that's something that at least crosses her mind, even if she's not playing like you know an Italian woman or something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Fun fact about Devil Wears Prada is that in the book, her character is supposed to be British, but she doesn't have a British accent. No, she didn't. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, she's supposed to be Anna Winter, so (laughs) (laughs) British.
0: So I was going to, uh, this is only for the benefit of Patrick and Lauren, and I will describe it, uh, holding up a copy of, our autographed Julia Child
1: cookbook. <laughs> oh,
3: damn. That we have.
2: Holy moly. You've the been OG herself? been on that fire for half an hour? Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, man, we might have to like, I might have to sit, take a picture of that for the Twitter, the Twitter yes. feed. That, yes, which we have. Yeah, oh yeah, we oh, have yeah. them, we have them. Oh yeah, I, I, I set it up. And if any
0: of our listeners are interested in a follow-up episode in which we cook something from this cookbook, we're up for it so let us know
3: also if you're interested in uh, a uh, uh uh us like uh, uh doing an homage to the snl uh short where like i try to cook something but then i cut off a bit of my finger and bleed out slowly you can that's like a ten dollar patreon five dollars gets you the meal ten dollars i'll slowly bleed out in time <laughs>
0: I believe that's the ten dollars here for everyone's Patreon.
3: <laughs> yeah. I will <laughs> I will maim myself. Uh... It would
0: be, it would be funny though, go back going back to that uh what the heck idea. If Patrick if you just started a blog in which you cooked everything that Julie Powell cooked
1: for a year. Oh man.
2: That's,
1: yeah, that's Patrick
2: a real... and Ju or Julia and Ju <laughs> sorry. Julie and Julia and Patrick.
3: Yes. Yes. Oh man. That'd be good. I could. I could see. Uh, it would be. I get so mad though. I feel like I'd. I'd just be like a lot of like. Well, oh, I burned it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it vlog it too. Hey, you guys happy? Are you, are you happy with this? Yeah. <laughs> My life is <does> very, not... <laughs> very cranky. Stick to the what the heck, podcast, yeah. Patrick? <laughs> uh...
0: We need to know more about what Jay Moore is up to. Yeah. Ah!
3: Jay Moore and, uh, I don't know, Sean Waynes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta interview Sean Waynes. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, do we want to, is there any, like, final thoughts on Julie and Julia before we move on to uh I Sophie's do have sh- one
2: final thought. Okay. I didn't even realize this until, like, you guys were talking about the Tucci and the Streep, how both Both Meryl and Stanley Tucci have been in another movie together, as well as Amy Adams and Chris Messina have worked on another project together. Yes. How Uh, crazy is that?
1: That is Uh, interesting.
2: Stanley Tucci is an employee of hers in Devil Wears Prada. And so that's an interesting dynamic. And also I'm pretty, like his character is gay for sure in Devil Wears Prada. Um, And uh chris messina plays the love interest uh on sharp objects on yeah. hbo oh interesting show, by the way. i've
3: heard sharp objects is incredible i, wanna... I, I liked it, it. i, liked I it too.
2: loved it uh in a world of of a lot of fast moving fast talking crazy action tv shows which don't get me wrong are great this was one where you slow down and you mm-hmm. really have to pay attention to ever like even even little slight things that happen. And it, it, I, th- I just thought it was really well done. It, Amy Drunk,
0: Adams was really good in it. Drunk Amy Adams driving around listening to Led Zeppelin for 15 minutes of an episode is a show that I'm interested in watching. <laughs>
3: Fucking incredible. That's pretty it, good.
0: You know, um, that was one thing, though, that I think really is kind of the highlight of this movie is the chemistry between the two couples. Yes. I think that mm-hmm. they all play off of each other so well. Yes. And that kind of makes, it, especially the Julie portion yes kind of manageable
3: oh yeah like and it's like yeah and it's like this is like a it's a hollywood production like everything even if like the content of the film isn't necessarily at its peak always like all the actors are like a plus caliber like even all the little supporting bits like you know mary lynn rice cub i think is how i pronounce it i'm probably pronouncing it wrong it's all good uh, i know she, who you're talking yeah, about. yeah yeah yeah. she's like she's uh she's like uh she's wonderful like all the little bit before jane lynch is an excellent in this as meryl streep's uh sister like it's just a yeah it's a well cast film and even like like amy adams i think like if it her role would be unbearable if it was like an actress an actor not at her caliber like a hundred percent like yeah she makes it any goodwill that character has comes from her performance mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely yeah i agree
0: yeah i think um this is yeah like what we were all saying this is a this is a comfort food movie it oh. isn't it's not gonna really like change the world or anything it's nope you know kind of what like three stars was kind of invented for
3: oh 100 percent. like to me this is almost like uh it's like you know what, man. It's like uh, maybe not In and Out. I would say like it's like McDonald's. Like, but like I like a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's like a McDonald's cheeseburger, no pickles. I'm eating mm. that shit in my car. I'm I alone. It's a little yeah. depressing, but it's also I'm having a good time. Yeah. Try you not know. to look at other people eating their food alone in their car as well. You go no pickles. I'm no pickle, brother. Me too. Me too. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: I will be there, and I will take y'all's pickles. <laughs> I love me some pickles.
3: Take
0: my picks. Hey. So after this, we're all um, going to break all social distancing <laughs> rules, ride in the same yes. car, and eat a bunch of McDonald's together.
3: And I will, yeah. I will take my pickles out of my... With, with <laughs> your, with your grubby sweat. little
2: mitts, you're oh, going to yeah. slide them into your... Sa- oh, and you'll forget at first. So you'll have taken a bite <laughs> of your burger, and then you're like, oh, oopsie-doops, I forgot that you wanted my pickles. You're going to pull off that top bun slide your little grubby bits in there, pull out a pickle, and
3: then you're going to hand feed it to me. Yes. Oh, now, Patrick,
0: do we have to take off our shoes before getting in your car?
3: Uh, yes, <laughs> you have to take off the shoes. But okay. Then, yeah, but then yeah, but we, we can, you
0: can move still, move you're breaking the rules about eating in your car. Oh, yeah, we're breaking the it's, rules. There's, a, there's the always going to be
2: the day. It, it, it'll be a gradual thing. Like, one day, it'll be like, you know what? It's a, it's, it's, um, it's just a piece of bread, you know. It's yeah. just, just yeah. Like a bag of chips, just a loose and then, piece and then of one bread. day you're going to be like, "Okay, you know, it's just it's just like a, a sandwich." And then one day you're going to be like, "It's just a matzo ball soup." <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. It's just a a, a beef burguine Yeah,
2: it is a is a steady slope, but you'll get you'll get back to the point where you just trash your car.
3: Yeah, it, a we have a, we have an
0: intervention with Patrick where we're like you're eating soup in the car again. <laughs> no.
2: I need this. I'm I like, did once spill matzo ball soup all over my passenger seat. And you know what? It made my car smell really nice the next couple times. I, did it. I was like, I, oh, it smells so good in here.
3: I think I've actually done that before too. Cause I once brought matzo ball soup for a, uh, a crash this Passover for our improv team's show. Oh yes. Yeah. Sounds I,
2: like a good party. That was oh <laughs> I yeah. parties.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. I made, I made matzo balls. Uh, it was good. I made them with like coconut oil though, so it was weird. Whoa! Yeah, it was that like it was interesting. It was wild. It was wild. Uh, let's let's move on. Let's do. it. Let's, yeah. Ready to hit up hit up the uh, that old the next uh, the
0: next film on our list. Uh, this is going to be an interesting contest. These are not these are two films that. We could argue have a couple of, like, very surface similarities. But yeah. otherwise, they are pretty much on the opposite end of the spectrum.
1: It's
3: like, you know, oh, apple. it's okay. like it's apples and oranges, but hey, they're both still fruit.
0: Yes, indeed. And our next film is 1982's um, second most important thing of 1982. The first is my birth. Oh. Um, mm. Sophie's Choice. Oh, yeah. Wow. Directed by Alan J. Pakula. Mm-hmm. Uh, photographed by Nestor Almendros, co-starring Kevin Kline and Peter McNichol. The film was nominated for five Academy Awards: Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and winning for Best Actress, Meryl Streep, her first Best Actress victory.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, kind of the I think a lot of people would say this is the film that kind of was the one that. She, she already won an Academy Award for Kramer versus Kramer, but this was her first leading win. And oh, this yeah. was kind of the one that underlined her as kind of the actor of her generation. Um, she basically swept all of the other, the, the GGs, the BAFTAs, mm-hmm. down the line,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at, leading up to this. Um, much like Julie and Julia, this holds a 78% Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Surprisingly
0: really? low. That's that's a little lower than you would expect. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: you said, and that's the same as Julia and Julia.
0: Julia and Julia was seventy-seven.
2: Oh, so right, there. bananas crazy pants?
0: Right there. Um, based on the, uh, from what I understand, pretty controversial novel from William Styron.
2: Yes, banned in several schools.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, shot in mostly New York City, but the flashback scenes shot in Yugoslavia. Huh. That makes and, sense. Um, a uh, little back, fun background fact here. Um, Styron wrote the novel with Ursula Andrus, the early Bond girl, in uh, mind. As this kind of visual for Sophie. And then when they... Um, when Pakula took over um, to make the film, he wanted uh, Ullman, uh, Ingmar Bergman, one of Ingmar Bergman's favorites, and uh, former romantic partner to Bergman. Uh, but uh, Merrill was extremely determined to get the role and um, she like somehow obtained a copy of the script. It was not given to her. She figured out a way to get a copy and uh, threw herself on the ground begging Kukula to give her the part.
2: Wow. Just like in the scene where she begs the Nazi <laughs> to release her son.
1: Yikes. Yes. Art
2: <laughs> imitates life, imitates art. Yeah.
3: I wonder if, yeah, is that the actor's pain she uh, went to for that scene? Like, oh, you gotta, you gotta.
1: And, uh,
0: yeah, so this is kind of the film that I think kind of established the, just kind of everything that, the kind of almost cliches that everyone says makes Meryl great. It's, you know, we've got the accents, we've got the commitment, we've got the kind of, heavy-duty drama.
2: Emotional roller coasters in every scene.
0: And one scene actually has a real roller coaster.
1: Yes.
3: Oh, yes,
2: yes, yes. I love, that
0: is
3: like my favorite, like that little, that weird montage where they're just in like the old school Coney Island, like, Doing rides that are probably very dangerous or illegal nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The the shot where Kevin Klein is upside down. Yes, oh. space,
3: that I think
0: is the reason the film got nominated for best cinematography. It's just that one shot.
3: Wild. That is so what funny. is
2: really interesting is like, and I feel this this way a lot when I watch movies that were films in the eighties and sometimes even in the nineties of just like you see like obviously we're supposed to know that their relationship is not ideal but i see that first scene our first introduction to the to kevin klein and meryl streep uh when he is running out on her and she's begging him to stay and he yells all sorts of terrible things at her and then makes fun of this this guy who is our our nick of great gatsby kind of 100%. And, yes he
0: is <laughs> and
2: and and uses the n-word just straight off the bat so oh, you're yeah. like from the first moment you see him you're like this guy is awful terrible yeah. no good <laughs> i don't want to see anything good happen to him for the rest of all time and so then the next time that you see him he's like oh sorry about that let's go <laughs> have a day Antonio, i'm just a little like no well
0: stingo has never met anyone in his life so. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, like in my, just, he went
3: like, straight from the farm with his dad To <laughs> Brooklyn I literally imagined he was birthed right on the On the stoop of that building Birthed yeah. as a
0: 22 year old Peter McNichol <laughs> Yes,
3: with like a sucker suit and everything It's your sucker suit, there we go Evan
0: Klein was the first person
3: he'd ever met What an introduction <laughs> to city life Yeah, he's just, uh, yeah, he's Peter Sellers' his character in being there yeah, <laughs> but uh oh man yeah he is such a like it is interesting that like we have to like experience in both films you have to experience Streep through like these filters of like less yeah. interesting people like yep. I yes. just oh yeah totally.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like I just like and don't get me wrong I think like Peter McNichol like he's not terrible in the performance and I think part of his performance is that he is like this like you know, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed youth who's, like, moving to New York, and he doesn't really... Like, he's in over his head, and these two... uh, Yeah, oh, big, yeah, yeah, big big time. We'll we'll get to that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, that whole... Yeah, insane. Uh,
0: (laughs) But but I think, like, I think the unfortunate thing for Peter McNichol is that he... He's a good actor teamed up with two great Oh, totally. And they're, like both of them in their own way. I mean, yes, the character Klein plays is a, is a difficult, to put it, I guess the most polite way I could put it, the difficult man.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Kevin Klein is very charismatic. Oh, he's he's a very watchable performer. And he and Meryl Streep are so like theater trained. Like she went to Yale, he went to Juilliard. Like They come at it in this big, huge, committed way. He's like, he's such a good partner to yeah. Streep on screen.
3: Oh, yeah. No, feel like
2: Peter is just kind of third-wheeling them both. Yeah. both oh, both hardcore. In Rome in romance and in talent. <laughs> yeah. They're there, and he is also there. What's oh, he man. doing there? And
0: unfortunately, he kind of is our lead character. It's like yep. Sophie's Choice, but it's Stingo's story.
3: Oh, yeah, it's Stingo's tale. Stingo, yeah. what a name. Oh, yeah, no, man. Thought it was Stinko for, like, the first until, until he corrected it himself.
2: It was only because I had the subtitles on that yeah. I was like, oh, okay, Stinko, I, I heard that correctly. I was like, the fuck,
3: is, why am I watching a movie about Stinko? What the fuck?
0: I want to see a movie about William Styron in his, like, writing area going, character name, character name for this narrator. It's got to be good. It's got to be something that, you know, really sticks. I mean, they you know, you mentioned Gatsby and you mentioned Huckleberry Finn. Stingo, yes,
1: Stingo. Stingo. Yeah, it's like
2: hmm. sounds <laughs> like a game on Prices Right.
3: Oh God, yeah. yeah. Sounds we're like an Australian right monster
2: to the Stingo.
1: <laughs>
3: but I think like, and I, I wonder if you guys agree with me
0: on this. It's like this movie takes some time to unfold, and it yes. might be because it came out in '82. It's something that has always been there. It's not something like we went to the theater and we're like surprised by
3: mm-hmm. and
0: even to like this to the extent that it's become kind of like a hacky joke oh that's a real sophie's choice oh like, yeah. so, We're around for the damn sophie's choice yeah if
2: i can if i can this is i absolutely had no i i had heard it's a real sophie's choice choice before <laughs> but i had no idea what her choice was was in the context of the movie obviously like i don't think anyone ever spoiled it for me so i, I consider wow. that fortunate but the whole movie i was like okay okay her choice is going to be whether or not she leaves her Lover, boyfriend, husband. I wasn't quite sure. Uh, yeah. No, wait, never mind, never mind. Her choice is going to be if she goes with this guy. Uh, nope, never mind. Her choice is going to be if she sh- steals the radio from the Nazis or not. Nope, 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 never mind. Her choice is like, I just kept looking for what her choice was going to be because all I knew is that it's a tough choice, but nothing prepared <laughs> me for what her choice actually was cuz I, I i cried i started really yeah when when that happened cuz i also i don't know if it's like,
3: no it's it, fair it's <laughs> so <laughs> sad. It's, it's a very very sad heavy scene
1: it's, <laughs> it's a so, very it heavy sucks.
2: scene and like as a da- as a daughter of of a mother i suddenly was just like i don't i mean the girl's not long for this world so at least her pain won't last very long
1: but (laughs) my
2: last memory on this earth was just my mother being like take my daughter no matter how much issue how much of an issue she had with it uh i i don't know how i just don't i can't i can't even imagine that kind of pain oh
3: yeah it's totally it's yeah, it feels like I'm, like, ro- I feel like I was robbed of tears to a certain, just because, like, yeah, like, I I think my parents or maybe someone in school, I don't know, like, but I feel like I've known the ending for so long. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. like, one of those things, it's, like, when you watch Citizen Kane for the first time, but you've already had, like, half of Citizen Kane ruined for you because you, have like, you know, you fucking watch Tiny Toons and the Animaniacs and, like, oh
2: yeah, every, you've every taken Panini- a film Panini-Man.
3: class and, like, yeah, it's been, like, it's been subtly, and it's been referenced in, like, every film ever. Yeah, uh, I've never so-
2: seen Sixth Sense, but there's literally... Oh, no yeah.
3: Was,
0: I, I got a quick digression about my favorite... I don't know if you all have this, but um, when I was in... Um, my, my favorite story about having something spoiled that I never wanted spoiled was um, I was, like, an, uh, a young movie fan, and I Aww, was in... um Don. I know, I was very... Oh, innocent. Donnie loves to go uh,
2: to the movies. I think,
0: I think Usual Suspects came out when I was in... Seventh or eighth grade, and I desperately wanted to see it because I was already reading about like, oh, that was a hit at Sundance, you know, shit like that. <laughs> and we, I went with my friends, you know, when you used to go to like a movie for a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "We're gonna go see Mortal Kombat for my birthday." So we all went and so, like he, me, and all his friends went and saw Mortal Kombat at the same time. His mom and his aunt who drove us. To the theater. Oh, my they gosh. went and saw Usual Suspects. We get in the van Moms. after it's over, and they're like, "Can you believe the crippled guy could walk?
1: <laughs> and really? He did it all." And I was like, "No!" Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mom,
0: shattering, and I was like, "I wanted to see that more than Mortal Kombat."
3: Definitely. Yeah, and don't get me. Your... There you go.
2: First, just, it sucks that the more you do care about something, the more that you will be on the lookout for, for an and impossible, like, I think it's, it's very possible someone spoiled Sophie's choice for me at some point in my life, but because I had nowhere in my head, like, oh, I need to see this movie, I really want to see this movie, it right. didn't stick with me, like, they might have said, like, oh, well, she gets to a concentration camp, and she by the way, spoiler alert for the listener. Yeah. So she has to a, a concentration camp. She has to choose whether to give up her son or her daughter. But I probably was just like, oh, cool. I'm going to file that into my short-term memory. It will barely make an impression. And it's going to go out the other year. Um, so, yeah, I just was – I actually thought it was an abortion story. That's what I – because that's what I always associate choice with. I was that's like, oh, she's <laughs> probably a woman who gets pregnant and has to make a choice. And and so like the first scene Like one of the first scenes when like He can hear them making love Oh yeah above him. I was like oh my god that's the baby being conceived mm-hmm. I guarantee it because then the next thing We know they're fighting I'm like yep he's gonna Leave and she's gonna have to make the difficult decision Of a woman in the 40s like or, 40s, or yeah. early mm-hmm. Yeah 50s or whatever uh, To keep or uh, or abort A pregnancy and that's what I thought it was gonna be about and then it obviously Wasn't I...
0: I thought the entire movie was going to take place during the war in Europe. And, like, that was my impression because I knew the ending. And I was like, oh, and, like, there's, like, a love triangle in the midst of all these terrible things. And, that, and I was like, what the hell are they doing at Coney Island for an hour?
3: <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> it's weird because it's, like, a movie that just, like... It gets so dark. Like it gets darker and darker as you go through. And there's like, a couple like mini movies within movies yes. within the movie. Like oh, you uh-huh.
2: like you almost forget. Oh yeah, I forgot about Present Day. I thought I was watching a
3: Holocaust movie. Uh-huh. And it, then and the,
0: it, oh, let's go ahead, Patrick.
3: I was to say they'll just they'll drop like bombs in the movie that like like that 100% change the context of the movie too. Yes. <laughs> like very yep. flippantly. Like there's like that one scene where like you know the for like the first hour and a half of the film you're under the impression that uh, Kevin Klein's character Nathan, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nathan. Like he's like he works at Pfizer. He's like an eccentric uh, hipster that works at Pfizer. I know he has costumes and he
0: puts on little plays and he, oh. he monologue. He monologues in real yeah. life quite and well. You so
3: I thought
2: that I thought his character was so well written because like it is like I knew something was wrong. I knew yeah. something was wrong. Like he's a narcissist, and uh, he. I knew something had to be up. Oh, same him. here. Uh, and, and the whole, like, we're I'm a biologist, but can give no further details. But we're so close to a breakthrough, but I can give no further. But here's it's, like, suit. it's like in many, like, underdeveloped movies when they're just like, yeah, my mom, when my mom got sick, and they never say, like, what her mom had. Or yeah. what, like, it's just like, we didn't want to go into it. We don't want to, we don't have any details there. But the fact that he's a biologist... Oh, that's my job. That sounds like a real job. Don't ask me any more questions. I'm a biologist. I was like, something is up here.
3: See, I was like a rube. I was a total. I was like, this guy is like a quirky. He's like Adam Driver, and while we're young, he's like this weird. <laughs> I weird, think I mean- um,
0: the second he got it, he showed his secret room that was one corkboard away from like full scale conspiracy like connections and that kind of thing. I agree with Lauren. I was like, he's. Something's going on oh, I knew I knew,
3: that, like, I knew that his character was obviously like, I thought it was going to be like a, what's the term? Like uh, bipolar. Like I thought he was going to mm. be like a bipolar. Like yes, it was like, which, yeah. which
2: would have kind of made
3: sense too. Yeah. Although like he was so like, yeah, that's almost like rude to bipolar
1: people probably. It's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it it's such an cool. incredible
0: performance that he could be so charismatic though and be so like wildly all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Now and and but, how it's written.
3: And it's interesting too how like, by the end of the movie, it makes, initially, like, I was, like, with in Lauren's zone, where I was, like, why the fuck is Meryl Streep's character hanging out with this, like, lunatic? Like, there is, like, that energy, but, like, they do, a, I do think they do, like, a decent job in the, like, it's, like, okay, I can see why she's on this, like, she's on a self-destructive path
2: yeah she has a terrible relationship with her father so not to sound like a make it like a cliche but there's a little bit of daddy issues there and she came from this she she, women in general at the time their their happiness and well-being often relied on a man so to have that man leave they're at his beck and call to get him to come back um no matter what so so it's it they I think they did a great job, yeah, justifying yeah. yeah. Well, especially because like terrible to her, but
3: I think what, she I think she also wants oblivion too. I think especially what, after yeah, like I, I mean, think she she's punishing herself a little bit almost. Yes. At the end of the at the end of the day,
0: you know, it takes two hours and twenty minutes to get there, but yeah, she's not, she's not going to recover from her choice. I, oh yeah. no, like, right. there's no way to get get over that.
3: Yeah, I will say like it is like it's like I will say this movie is kind of stodgy. Like this is a cr- uh, maybe not crusty—that's the wrong term—but it's like an old like. There's something very like old school about it in a way. Like or like it's or it's like I don't know. Like the like the like the, like especially like the the way that they use the the comp- the composition, like the the co- Marvin Hamlish, yeah, the Marvin Hamlish score. It's definitely a I think. Um,
0: yeah. One, oh, one thing I one thing I read is that um, this had like extensive. Like theatrical, like uh, rehearsals
1: going into it,
0: and I think um, Pakula kind of got really into, especially got into Meryl and Kevin Klein's kind of performances. So it was a lot more like, would have set up a camera and let their faces and their movement do the work mm. for yeah. it. And that kind of didn't. I was really surprised because this movie's photographed by the same man who did uh, Days of Heaven, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah. yeah. Ever made. It's one of the most visual movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And this movie didn't have a lot of that no. touch to it. Which no. was kind of surprising to it's me. It's almost
3: like it's so weird. Like I did a podcast before, uh, recently where it was like we were looking at Nicolas Cage films and we did Leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And like this movie kind of had it's you know totally different movies, but it did have a little bit of that energy where like this movie is like so dependent on like two the lead two leads performances yeah like, i think like the movie is built around meryl streep and built around kevin klein and, and yet uh, it's stingo's story uh, yeah. unfortunately that's it's, why
2: it's so gatsby and it's just like he's there so that he can tell us the story that is the yeah. only reason that they uh, yeah. would include him in their lives we need like yeah we except could, we for
0: have... um one very very important scene that i would re- remiss if i didn't bring up Oh. Stingo's date.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh uh, god, with like the, <laughs> All
3: I can think about is fucking. Yeah, insane. Also, like wild. those you know, two people huge high school prom energy. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. huge, like just horny like, teenagers. Just
2: so you know, I used to be very frigid, but now all I want to do is fuck 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 fuck
0: fuck 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 at the beach. At the opening when he first meets her, like, what is going on here? So where
3: did she come from? And then more importantly, where did she go? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was like immediately when she was like, I don't want to have sex, she's gone forever. Like she's gone, what does, like, does she I have...
2: guess I'll go back to crushing secretly on this woman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and where yeah, it's like, can we get back to Sophie and Nathan? Yeah. It just was absolutely bizarre. For a movie that's two hours mm-hmm. and thirty minutes.
2: It's not I think like we needed to fill the time.
0: Yeah, I think we could put it with Dan Aykroyd's sketch from no! Saturday Live. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. even oh, At yeah. least, like, the Dan Aykroyd sketch is, like, funny. Like, yeah.
0: oh <laughs> well, this was funny. It was just oh, yeah. fucking Bizarre. surreal and how funny it was.
3: Yeah. Oh, man. But, like, Streep, I will say that, like, yeah, she was very... And she's very methodical in this, like, what I like about her performance in this. So she's, like, yeah, we talked about how she's, like, an... Uh, She's very methodical. She's very like. She, it seems like every every move is calculated, and I think that type of performance fits perfectly with a character like uh, Sophie, in the sense that she is like. It's so funny. Like she's putting her whole heart out there for Stingo multiple times throughout the film, but because like, she's like she speaks and you know she's originally Polish. She speaks German and like twenty other languages. And English is, like, honestly, probably the one she has the least grasp on. Like, there has to be that level of methodical. Like, even though, like, there has to be this calculation involved in her showing her grief because she's having to translate the grief from, like, Polish to English, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that, like, really, it really, I think it adds to her performance in the movie. And it's very interesting to see someone, like, having to be like, having to grieve in a different language to some, for someone must be a fucking pain in the ass. That's, like, one thing I got from this movie. I think, it, um, it really oh.
2: was incredible. I, just impressive. Just because, yeah, to your point, it, it's the same thing I think about when I'm watching Killing Eve, and there's the actress who plays, uh, I don't know yeah. if you guys watched it. Where I, I, I'm not fluent enough in any other language to hear someone speak it and be like, oh, yeah, they sound like they are a native speaker, so it's one of the. is the same thing I had for this where I was like, I wonder like everyone's like, your German is so good. I'm like, is it? How do we know? We don't know that. Um, I so I wish I could know, but I honestly trust that you probably worked with enough coaches and then got the Oscar for a reason. Uh it seemed authentic to me. That it, yeah, that it sounds authentic <laughs> enough. Oh, uh, you heard
3: it here. It's authentic as hell. We we're just calling it. We're calling it.
2: Okay, yeah. We're yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we're hey, calling we're ex-
0: we're, we, we said in our opening, we are the experts.
2: We are the experts um but yeah i from the first from the fr- like before we even heard her speak just her crying like the way that she was sobbing you can see you can see great mm. actors great actors and actresses like cry and blubber and whatever you're like yeah whatever they're crying but like her you like the oh, I felt ah, it ah, I'm, ah, I'm fine like that it, it just from the moment she's she's out there you're in her emotions I think that
0: that that opening scene the more I think about it is really really essential to both characters in how they because like we see them for real in that opening scene and then we spend about an hour with them kind of in this facade of him being this like yeah like this charming rakish it is yeah all up to stuff and she's this like comes off the way she's like, oh, how do you say, oh, that's fun. Like, very, like, almost, like, innocent. And I think that's the way Stingo wants them to be. Yes. And he's, like, avoiding what he actually saw the first night. Totally. They were together. That is... Much like um, Carraway and Gatsby, it is from Stingo's point of view. Yeah. So she's, like, an innocent goddess. And the only time we actually kind of see her for real is when she literally turns to the camera and starts telling...
2: Yeah, her story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what an interesting choice to have her looking directly into the camera for that whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. When you, when you, got it, when you have Meryl Streep, why not put just yeah. put up the camera? It's like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson said about when he made There Will Be Blood. He said, um, "I don't need special effects. I have Daniel Day Lewis."
2: Hell yeah, <laughs> And that's, i always uh, say yeah. I, w- I want him to play me in a, a biopic if ever, there's, <laughs> if ever there's an autobiographical film made about me daniel day lewis that's how yeah. i want to play me oh, yeah. he's gonna do it <laughs> gotta get
0: the best or meryl yeah oh yeah but okay. i think um yeah like are, the more we get getting into this conversation i think the more i'm looking back fondly on this movie like when it was I over heard. i was like this movie is kind of weird and yeah.
2: it's different and they it's tough because it's also we're almost 40 years removed from it so it so they they don't make films like that anymore uh but yeah wait it is almost 82 yeah. right so yeah
0: that, yeah. i know exactly how old it is
2: <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't make them like they uh, used to Not like old <laughs> um so so yeah there are some elements there where you're just like well they things were different then and 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 what was shocking then was was not is not quite as shocking anymore, but this still uh still was able to shock me. Um,
0: the ending carries times. a big punch.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it is it is interesting. Like I will say that like Yeah, it is like a the ending. Um the ending carries a big punch. I think the thing that so the ending carries a big punch. It is like a huge moment and it is like the defining moment for Meryl Streep's performance. Uh, I do want to bring up the uh, the scene where she steals the radio. For me, that's, like, the yeah. big, like, where she's, like, her life is in the hands of, like, a little girl. So, like, she're in the the second, so there's three, like, big flashbacks in the movie. There's one where, like, you find out how she met up with uh, Nathan. You um, How Sophie met up with Nathan. Uh, by the way, her makeup in that movie, because I guess this was, like, after she was, like, you know, uh, taken out of the camps, and she would lived in, she, she looks very, uh, she, it was similar to Nicholas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas, like, she, oh, no. she looked, she did not look, but it was a good job on the makeup, but, um, but then, uh, the second, uh, the second portion, uh, the second flashback is about uh, how she, so she's Catholic, I think a lot of people, when I went into, went into Sophie's Choice, I seriously thought that she was uh, Jewish, and, yeah, uh, yeah oh, <laughs> 100%, I was like, this. I-
2: I the I was confused about that for a while where I was just like wait it are cuz she we see the tattoo oh yeah and so we're led to believe she's jewish and then she she says no 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 I'm not uh but you're like it's a, one of those things where you're like is she lying?
3: Oh totally I thought that too I was like oh no she can't be catholic it's crazy and then it's like you find out oh, no she is catholic and you find out that her her uh her father was like very like anti uh Anti He's uh, a bad dude. yeah, He's bad dude, bad guy. Yep. and then uh, and then like at one point, uh, you know, she like at w- at a certain point in the movie, she talks about how like there was a time when she like kind of separated from that opinion with her father. Like she walked through like the ghetto, like the Jewish shtetl or whatever, and she was she like, took a lover. Yeah, she took a lover as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and then she also messed up her father's. Uh, she messed up her father's speech. What was the line? I have it written down. It's such a crazy line. Yeah, especially
2: because it sounds like she didn't intentionally do it. It was just a matter of like, <laughs> oh, oh, it was an oh, accident. She's got a got a crunch time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, wrote- you're gonna have some typos if you don't check your work. I mean, just look at the president.
0: <sighs> and one thing I noted, one thing I read is that apparently that was quite controversial in the novel, the fact that she was Catholic. Really? Yeah, I think just there was this idea that um, Styron was trying to make the Holocaust more universal like everyone everyone suffered because of it and obviously the numbers don't really um yeah match up to that oh and totally so there that was a little um on the line apparently it's so it's in so novels. interesting cuz like
3: nowadays to me it almost just seems like a novelty or something uh, it's very weird oh here's the line your intelligence is pulp pulp your intelligence is pulp that is such a like damn that's like such a mean thing to say to someone That just like i don't know it's stuck with me uh but uh yeah and it is weird to make it like yeah base it around the catholic like i'm not like uh, i mean although it's like you know there are catholics that were i don't know yeah that's that's absolutely
2: like six six million jews is what you mostly hear about uh but there were 5 million others that perished in- oh
3: 100% yeah and also like it, uh, the lord and i are jewish we're good it's yeah. all good everything we're saying is right it's not that we feel like there is unfair <laughs> representation of us in
2: hollywood most of the time
3: oh <laughs> uh, man okay yeah but uh no but it is like yeah it's uh, it is like in the, so in the second okay back to the flashback in the flashback so she she ends up like getting uh, sent to the concentration camp and she ends up becoming, she gets assigned to work as like a, like a scullery maid almost for like a, uh, the, like the commandant of like. Is it that t- was a
0: real person. That's the only person in the film that was real.
3: Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that makes sense. That is interesting. Uh, man. And so like, she ends up working for like, yeah, the guy who like, and it's, da- is it Auschwitz? It's Auschwitz, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's not Dachau. Uh, that's the one where they moved from. Uh that the the evil Nazi moved from. But uh like uh there's a point the evil where basically
2: Nazi is a little redundant. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: there we go. Military it's intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Jumbo Shrimp. Uh but uh, <laughs> uh but uh at a at a certain point, um like the Jewish resistance is basically or like the I guess yeah, it's the Jewish resistance. They're like asking her to steal a uh a, uh, radio from the commandant or whatever. And she is like, I'll do it, but only if you make sure my kid, you know, is fine. Uh, like should they have to like help her find her kid is basically the deals they make. And so in order to steal the radio, she tries to like seduce the, uh, commandant. And then there's just a very intense like scene where like they're in the room together. He has like a headache. Cause she's like, and she ends up being her like, um, What's the term when, like, you're the, on the stenographer? When you're, when uh, you're. It's
2: just a secretary.
3: Secretary, yeah, just secretary, or, exactly. Uh,
2: yeah, or, um, yeah, you're right, there is a different word.
3: secretary secretary's fine, like, she's just, yeah. like, she's just, like, she's typing out everything the guy is saying. Um, like an assistant. And so, uh, he gets, like, a migraine, he sits down, uh, that leads to her kind of, like, saying hey i'm like kind of Aryan, you know like i you know and he like comments on how she looks very Aryan despite being polish and they make out it's very uncomfortable yeah uh, a little bit not consensual oh no not at all it's he, sucks. He,
2: the, they don't make out he b- b- smashes his face against hers oh it's he's, so- and
3: he's
0: um he's gross and sweaty Oh, yes. it's, like it's, all the way through that scene
3: oh yeah it's so weird it's like she's so there's like a scene i'm pretty sure there's like a moment where she like audibly like or not audibly where she like uh she rolls her eyes like she, there's like a like she's <laughs> like yeah he's like, like he's like oh brother like what did i get myself into this i think time? it also
2: is like we're kind of rolling our eyes watching it just because you're like in the scene before the guy's like i mean you're a woman you can figure out how to get on his good side and you're like oh come on why is it always gonna come to that and then the next scene you're like oh it just always has to come to that
3: yeah it sucks yeah it's a little but, it, but, uh,
0: but I mean it's not, it's not scene, realistic
1: yeah
0: what follows that scene though is the scene where she actually goes for the radio and yes. gets locked in the room with the little girl
1: yeah. oh god yeah what and a that, bitch
3: which I had a- to
0: pause and Take a quick walk around my apartment because it was so tense and I just couldn't deal with it. And then wow. came back to
3: oh, it's so uh, yeah, it was so that part was so dark because was... yeah,
2: she wasn't letting her get out of it either. She like, oh, no. I just wanted to pick it up. I've literally yeah. never seen one in my life. Like, if I were that girl, I'd be like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. But no, no. the girl was like, No, You're... I know I lie or when I I can't do a good job. The girl's
3: from the village of the damned, <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. And then like, she like kind of like, like cuddled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, because she wants someone to talk to, she wants like mm-hmm. a But it's like, she's in the fucking her, she's in the hands of a little girl. It's so fucking nightmarish.
0: Yeah, it's very, very awful and scary.
3: Yeah, I would say that for me is like, almost like the strongest. Um, Yeah, but like, I would say, yeah, very good performance. Very believable.
0: I I think it was interesting. One thing I wanted to bring up before I forget, um, before we move to kind of our final thoughts in this movie is, kind of, you brought up the flashbacks, Patrick. And what was interesting is that she's lying to Stingo. She'll mm. tell him a story, then they'll move on, and then she'll sit down again and look at the camera again and tell the until because it's clear she's so ashamed. Oh yeah, by the what actually with the choice and everything like that. So it's hard to get to that. So she's mm-hmm. like, maybe Singo will just accept this, or our relationship well, yeah, so won't what's deepen.
2: Sorry, sorry. I couldn't oh, go move. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what's interesting is it's not so much. It, it, it is like she's withholding information, which is is not is is in a way a, a lie. But she she does tell the story. She just has she leaves out the detail of like yeah, my daughter was sent to execution. She doesn't she doesn't say why because that when no one no one in their right mind would ask why did they pick your daughter over your son. Uh, it's it's just information that she withholds. So I think. She does lie about her father, though. and But that's not something we're shown in a flashback. So it's not lying to us. It's just lying to our protagonist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it was just interesting how kind of her, the full story unfolded.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, it definitely was like, you know, there were like, you know, it's like fucking Shrek, man. Had to find, peel those onions, <laughs> hey, man. Had to peel those onions. Had to peel those layers of onion.
0: Yeah, much like Julia Child, just keep chopping oh, those just onions.
3: Oh, man, so many onions. So many ways. I hope those were stage onions. <laughs> those have better been plastic stage onions. No,
0: big onion was all over that scene. You know that.
3: <laughs> uh, I yeah. can't
2: help but think anytime I watch movies with a lot of food, I'm like, I wonder how much of that food went to waste.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, there's just, they speed and all that. There's like a bear on set or something. They just feed all the onions, to. We got this, the set bear. The set bear, gotta feed, gotta feed all the scraps to the set bear. Mom,
2: Dad, I made it. I finally have I got it, my first Hollywood roll. What is
1: it, son? I'm the set bear. I,
0: I, I eat all the food the cast
3: of the Big Bang Theory can't eat.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: It used to be a, fun fact, it used to be a bear back in the 40s and 50s, but then Union rules made it, had to, it had to be a human
2: dressed right. as a bear yeah, yeah.
3: still dressed it's, as a bear
2: my a best bear. uh onset set i'll never f- i'll <laughs> never forget was a hamster wrangler and i was very proud of it because i had been basically promoted from pa which which i had like i was this was in film school it was my first like short film that i was working on but it was one of the practicum like thesis films so i figured i was like i got hoity toity about it But uh, I showed up for the first test screening just because I was the first on the call list. And they were like, we just need you to like keep an eye on this hamster. And I was like, no problem, can do. And after that day, they're like, we'd like to officially put you as the official hamster wrangler. And I was so I was like, this is it. I've made it. I I was like, this is a sign of my success for sure. I called my parents. I was like, you know how I was going to be a production <laughs> assistant? Now I'm officially, my title is Hamster Wrangler. And my dad's w- words were, is that a joke?
1: <laughs> no.
2: Because <laughs> he did not understand. I was like, no, but you don't understand. I'm not a gopher anymore. I'm a Hamster Wrangler.
0: <laughs> there is something kind of miraculous when you PA, though, and like you get like, they're like, yeah, I think they could do this. And you get like a job that's a little bit more than bringing salads to people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I can do this. Like I was on one where we had to make um, IV bags and I'm like using a lighter to like glue up and burn like to melt the plastic and I got it all set up and I'm like, I made that IV. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah, you
1: did. Damn yeah. straight.
0: Put me in the prop department.
2: That's exciting. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs>
0: I think um I think this movie like yeah, like in this conversation i, I, when, I when I watched both movies, I did not know where we would kind of go, where mm-hmm. our opinions were going to be on these things, because they're both a little bit stranger, yes, than I would have guessed or remembered in the case of Julia and Julia, and I think um, yeah, both very interesting and kind of unique more unique movies than I kind of like, I think I thought Sophie's choice was just kind of going to be like a glossy star driven period drama.
3: It's definitely, yeah, yeah, it's definitely weirder than that. And it's definitely, yeah, it's not just like a, yeah. Like It's it's not your
2: average everyday drama. It's something where you're just like, fuck man. I never, I've never had to in my life think about what I would do in that situation.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Maybe Stingo is right, just to go back to the barn. Oh, yeah. Just
3: go yeah. back to that barn, brother. Yeah. Go back to that write, barn.
0: Write your novel, Stingo. But yeah. uh, did, did we have any um, final thoughts on Sophie's choice before we move to the moment of truth? Uh,
3: I think I am good. I think I've said I my piece. I think I am set, yeah.
0: Okay. Well... This is, this is exciting, folks, because this is the first time we've actually had to make a decision on this show. Oh, man. And, um,
2: a Sophie's Choice.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, there it is.
2: There we go. There there we is. go. First one. <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
0: The ding, question ding. is, what's going to be more haunting? Our choice or the actual Sophie's Choice? That's true. Yeah.
2: What? Yeah. I won't be able to live with myself after this, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I'm going to snuggle down with Kevin Klein and take a cyanide pill.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Huh, I'm gonna, you know, bake a bunch of food over the course of a year. How, what, what?
0: How beautiful were they when they were laying in that bed together? I like,
3: know it was very
2: oh. much like the couple in Titanic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: oh, okay. They just that they're napping. <laughs> There's it sucks ha- just because the, the whole movie from the moment I first saw him, I was like, no, get away from him, but I I, Andrew, I guess I get why you can't, but get the fuck away from him.
3: I feel like Kevin Costner looked like a... He's like... Klein. Sorry, sorry, Kevin Klein okay. not Kevin. Not I, would would love, I would have
0: loved to see Costner in the role. Oh, yeah.
3: Costner in the <laughs> role? That'd be a different performance. Different film. Different film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, you'd have to base that film in Montana. But, uh, yeah,
0: get some more horses.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, and dance with them, but... uh. Uh, like I feel like he, I feel like Kevin Klein is like if like Cl- if Clive Owen is Blastoise, Kevin Klein is like Squirtle. Like he's like I feel like Kevin Klein evolves into Ke- Clive Owen. I feel like Clive-, Clive Owen is a slightly bigger version of Kevin Klein. Oh my god, yeah. say that to those <laughs> fast.
1: Yeah, I know. yeah. like wow. yeah, you know
3: what? that's just you know what that's just for me. Sometimes I'll just say stuff that's just for me. That's delightful.
0: Give yourself a little treat.
3: Yeah, yep. treat one one for Daddy.
0: One <laughs> Patrick for Daddy. can have a,
3: f- a few words as a treat. As a treat, yeah. Patrick can have a few non sequiturs as a treat.
0: Uh, so but, yeah, um, it was great,
3: though.
0: So how we'll do this? We'll just go around the circle, give a quick, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, reasoning for your pick, and uh, we will go start with uh, Patrick, move on to me, and Lauren will be our deciding vote. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'll on, start. Uh, okay. What
0: Meryl Streep performance? moves on to the next round of accents.
3: Oh man. You guys, I'm I think I'm gonna go against the grain on this one. Oh Oh, like so like and I said Amy Adams. I'm picking (laughs) Amy Adams. No, I'm uh but I think I'm gonna I'll be real. I'll be real. I'm gonna go with Julie and Julia. Wow. I'm seriously I like I'm sorry because like I think that's, like, hey, the Hey, don't movie. apologize.
2: Just give your reasons.
3: I'll be real, because, like, I think that's the movie, at the end of the day, like, I love... I think, like, her performance in that is... I think her performance in Julie and Julia is, like, iconic. And I think it's iconic. I'll be real. Sophie's Choice, people talk about it, but, like, I've never, like, I've never seen anyone do a Sophie's Choice impression. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what, like... <laughs> Dan Aykroyd never
0: did Sophie's Choice on Saturday Night
3: Live? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dan Aykroyd didn't see Jim Belushi go up and do a, a Sophie's Choice uh, and accidentally cut his hand or what. Oh, God. But, uh, uh that could go guitar. But, um, so, but, uh, but, like, it just, uh, I think that's, like, the performance for me Now don't get me wrong, Sophie's Choice is good. And it's a technically great performance and uh, there's strength to it. But I just think that like Julie and Julia, like if I'm gonna like, like I'm gonna go back and watch, I think I would rather watch Julie and Julia again as opposed to Sophie's Choice any day of the week. And I think that like, that's just the performance, as good of a technical performance as Meryl Streep's is in this movie, I don't think it's going to like leave as much of a lasting impact, even like the, the, the heart, the intense parts, like, you know, the ending, don't get me wrong. She's, it's very well acted. I don't think it's going to leave like a, I won't go back to it as much as I will go back to just Julia, uh, Meryl Streep embodying Julia Child, Julie Child. So, uh, that's like yeah. That's that's that. Go. I'm going with Julie and Julia. And and I vote for Julie and Julia. Yeah, there we go. Bring it on. Um, I know how this uh, is going to end. Just fucking do it. You well, guys. you
0: don't know that yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
3: we, just, what we got. If
0: if you could see our Zoom <laughs> feed, we got poker faces all around right now. Nobody knows what's going oh, on. Oh man, I'm
3: half expecting you guys to do Lemony Snicket. <laughs> another Meryl Street movie.
0: All right. So I. I think um, she's absolutely delightful in Julie and Julia. And I think that it's really, she's so entertaining. Her chemistry with Tucci is so fun. Yes. But I keep coming back to something we talked about when we talked about Julie and Julia, which is stakes. In Sophie's Choice, she gets to be romantic. She gets to be funny. She gets to have fun. She also gets to scream and cry and do all sorts of like horrific drama stuff. Yeah, it's a it, We whole get gamut. to see the full spectrum yes. of what she brings to the table in this film. Fair. She gets challenged to do everything. She's got, of course, has to do speaking German and Polish
3: Yeah.
0: in the film. I, I Her chemistry with Klein matches the chemistry she has. With Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. I just think, um, you know, I think there was a desire when I first watched these to kind of go against the grain a little bit because Sophie's Choice is the one everyone talks about is kind of the, um, you know, pinnacle, like everything she yeah. brings to the table. But I, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, she's, yes. it's, it's
2: not, yeah, no, it's your... Same, like, you can't get mad at her for getting nominated for so many things because she's just so no, goddamn yeah. good and all the goddamn things.
3: And it is like a meat and potatoes performance. Oh, 100%. Like, it's the full, and it's the full gamut. Like, it's beyond meat and potatoes. It's like, yeah, it's you got everything. You got happy, sad, crying, anger.
0: She's using everything in her toolkit and then yeah. some, uh, my vote is Sophie's
3: choice. That's fair, that's fair.
2: And um, now to you, Lauren... I will say this. Uh, I think I mentioned this earlier. Um, had anyone else played Julia Child, I think it would have been a joke. This movie, the movie would have not gotten, wouldn't have gotten 77 on RT.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: 100%. Oh, no
2: way. 100%. Uh, so, it, so Meryl being a part of this, bumped it up to the tier at which it is at. Man, to be a fly on the wall when they got Meryl Streep for Julia and Julia would have been, whoo! what a party yeah um that said <laughs> i want to do an exercise with you with the both of you patrick i want you to imagine that you are meryl streep and you have just done sophie's choice yeah and don i want you to imagine that you are meryl streep and you have just done julia child and for whatever reason this is the same year and they both got nominated And say Don's Meryl in Julia, Julie and Julia. One, Patrick. How would you feel?
3: (laughs) Wait. So I'm like Meryl Streep in the '80s.
2: No, yeah, you're you're Meryl Streep. Pretend there's there was no. Pretend these movies were made the same year and nominated the same year. And there
0: are two Meryl Streep. And there are two Meryl Streep. And
2: you are a Meryl Streep that was in Sophie's Choice. Imagine Uh, if Don, who just played Julia Child, oh, whoa.
3: We're going to make such a surprise stuff. to win this Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get you. I'd be pissed. I would I'd be pissed. pissed. <laughs> I would, I'd, I'd, be-
2: like I learned Polish. I learned German. I cried my eyes out. I had to hold a screaming child while 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 she dealt with the fact that I was I was putting her to death uh over my son. I the the emotional turmoil I put myself through while this lady chopped onions. I would be pissed as hell. That's
3: fair, so that's fair. For, all,
2: for that that reason, and then all the reasons that Don listed, because yes, this is just, this is a melting pot of all the different things that you can do to win an Oscar. I will say Sophie's Choice.
1: is. The uh, choice.
3: That's Yeah, that's fair. That's 100% fair. You know what, Okay, my only line of defense, the yes. only thing I'll say, is like, it is like, it is the, I think it's the iconic, it's gonna be the iconic Julia Child. I don't think anyone is ever gonna like, top like Meryl Streep's like there's no point almost like there's no one else is gonna like it's like uh I don't know I'm trying to think of like other performance it's like it's like Ben Kingsley as Gandhi like no one's ever gonna do Gandhi again you know what I mean yeah I mean yeah.
0: Julia Child did about as much for humanity as Gandhi it's true. totally so, yeah. <laughs>
2: no, no. it's like, it's like when, hell, oh. uh, yeah it's like when uh I'm totally blanking on his name Frank what's his name <laughs> played Richard Nixon what am I thinking of Frank Lancella. yes yeah he was a perfect Nixon yep. and there have been many Nixons uh in, in,
3: in and most are really bad
2: <laughs> and most are really bad but also he's gotten an impressionable voice like almost like Trump or or like like how everyone wants to do Owen Wilson but in in a case like that I feel like his was the best and and I agree with you Patrick like yeah no, there yeah. will, there will be never, never be anyone who can play Julia Child like Meryl did. But like, okay, so I looked up this it, Ursula anders No fucking mm-hmm. way would she have done justice to this <laughs> role. Oh yeah, no,
0: totally. Yeah.
3: That's fair. That's fair. that's That's gorgeous. He, he, Don't get him He me had me a wrong. crush.
0: He had a crush on her. That was it. He just wanted to meet her. If it. they ever made a movie of it, there's oh, no question okay. about that. That's a
3: good. That's a good technique. Like if you ever write something and you have a crush on a star, write yeah. the. Yeah, there we go. Um,
0: Yep. And I think um, I think Patrick, you also made a good point that Julie and Julia is infinitely more watchable. percent. Oh, just...
3: That's like the thing is like I would like, because like as silly and as goofy as this movie was, like it was so like pleasant. It was so like brisk and it was so like, it was made like so effortlessly it felt like. Like this is 100% like a great movie for like, you know, it's TNT at 4pm on a Sunday. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm like lazily uh playing uh among us on my iphone or something (laughs) or yeah or or doing a a sudoku like a perfect background movie for that or like i'm or i'm baking something there's a
2: reason that y'all walked away loving that coney island scene it is because it is the only time you feel happiness watching this movie legit I, i like i like checked out of work early Today, so that I could have enough time to watch this, and I was a little like, Oh, this is good. Like, I I as soon as I finish this last thing, I have to just like, I'll make some popcorn and I'll watch a movie. It doesn't feel like a popcorn movie at all. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, Oh, I'm so stressed out. So, yeah, it's not a movie you're just like, Hey, girlfriends, why don't you come on over? We'll pour some martinis and we'll like watch this movie. Not at all.
3: Oh, yeah, but it's still like, it's still like an iconic, like. It's like a hard choice for me too. And I think that you guys, I think you guys are ultimately right. Like, I think you guys are like, I think that is like, cause it is just like, yeah, it's technically it's brilliant. And she does. It's like, she uses every part of the acting Buffalo, you know, like yep. she's, she's crying, she's laughing. She does it all.
0: Well, moving. It's moving on to the yeah. second round of oh, the yeah, accents maybe. division. Damn. To, to, a, to go against either the bridges of Madison County or Out of Africa on a future episode. Ooh. Do you still but think... for st- now... What's that?
3: I was going to ask you, do you still think it's going to win the whole shebangi? Well, I picked it to win the entire thing last week. Wow. And I'm
0: uh, still... Yeah. It's yeah. I, I still my pick.
3: I, I feel like quite the fool, because I picked Julie and Julia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We picked <laughs> the first <laughs> matchup. with our, our two winners. <laughs> How uneventful. <laughs> wow oh man you
0: just I, skip ahead to the final episode
3: yep i don't even know yeah i don't even know what i'm gonna put my money on now i'll have to look i have to look at our list i'll look at our list later well you know what i have an idea maybe i'll it's say it complicated. for next episode <laughs> it is <Right>? complicated <laughs> hey. oh man i don't even think we cover that movie
0: it's now um, it hasn't it's not in 16 but um again if if you have a real problem with that, if you're a real It's Complicated head, let us I'm know on Twitter. I'm unsubscribing to your Start.
2: podcast now. Oh, no, your no.
0: fan count we're gonna be went hearing. down for We're going to be hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> this, um, yeah this is going to be, it's going to turn out just like you said. It's going to turn into a Werner Herzog documentary. We're just going to turn everyone against us, then nature, oh, yeah.
3: Patrick. Yep, and we're going to slowly go insane. And yeah, someone's going to... Attack me at, like, while well, I'm in line at, like, Arby's, because we didn't well, review it.
0: It'll, it'll be the set
3: bear. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the set bear. The set bear's gonna maul me, because <laughs> I do. Oh, my God. Yeah, the grizzly set bear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, is, um, that is a Werner um, Herzog movie right there.
0: Uh, we'll be seeing Sophie's Choice again in mm-hmm. the future. Um, but before we head out today, Lauren, uh, we have a little Meryl Streep-related game, or question Ooh.
2: for you. Really. <laughs> I'm
0: excited. Uh, This game is called Have Your People Call My People. Okay. Meryl Streep has been in a lot of movies. She's worked with a lot of star directors, star actors, and so forth. She hasn't worked with Everglot. Lauren, who, what director would you like to see work with Meryl Streep?
2: Oh my God. That she has
0: not already worked with.
2: Wes Anderson. Hmm.
0: Oh, she is in Fantastic Mr. Fox.
3: Damn it! You're right! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. This, it,
0: has
3: yes, she worked she live has,
0: action, though? Yeah, she has now worked live action. She
2: hasn't done live action. Okay, what about this? I'm just going to throw this out there. What about Michael Bay?
0: Mm. Yes. She <laughs> can play like an evil, She like much like her role in The Manchurian Candidate, and like an evil senator. Or oh, yes. something like, like that, um,
3: or like a CEO. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Except we gotta get her into a Ferrari, going down some city streets really fast.
2: Yes, at a oh. Dutch angle.
0: <laughs> yes, like we're gonna set up nineteen cameras to capture the shot.
2: <laughs> with, like a lot of lens flares.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, and that the sweeping shot, the shit just got real shot from Bad Boys, but with Meryl, like turning around with a gun in her hand. I uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, I'd like, like to company. see her just in like, yeah, uh, balls to the wall action
3: movie. Oh man, yeah. like a, a Transformers. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. so or Bad like Boys. a, or a yeah. Bad Boys Three. Bad Boys Three or or yeah. Pain and Game Two, Painter and Gainer.
0: You know what would be an interesting one is a favorite of mine. Uh, do you get? Do you all remember um, Unstoppable with Benzo Washington and Chris Pine, where they're like trained yes. drivers? Yes, I haven't Try- seen it. But. What if it was? It was um, Meryl Streep and like Jennifer Lawrence, just switch out the parts entirely. Uh, you Where know, it's a lady showing the ropes, but they're still train conductors, still have to jump around all over the train. Stuff.
3: You know? Yes, we're doing a, a it. bit of script. unstoppable. Ex- exact
0: same script, no yes. changes at all, except that you just switch the leads oh, to yeah. Meryl Streep and yeah, I don't Emma Stone.
2: I would pay for Disney Plus Premium for that baby.
0: Oh hell yeah. Okay. um yeah i would love to see her for michael bay i think that would be fantastic
2: that yeah. would be so much fun who yeah. are your guys's answers for this question
3: uh that's like a hard one i mean i think like uh for me the first director that came to mind is richard Linklater. like i mean i was
2: thinking of him like as as we we're as we continue talking my my go-to director for anything is wes anderson and mm. i i am embarrassed that i forgot that about fantastic mr fox but Richard Linklater would be really interesting.
3: Yeah, oh man, or even like, yeah, I'd love to see like, yeah, like if she like had her own version of uh, Before Sunset or something, or like, yeah, or even like boy, like, you know, like womanhood, and it's just like 10 years of Meryl Streep's life, like from age 50 to 62 or something, I don't know. It'd be really cool though
0: to see her do basically a before film, but it's like, an older couple, but they're just, like, walking around a beautiful European country oh. having existential conversations. Have,
1: have fucking...
3: Have Richard Linklater direct Hope Springs 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Hope Springs Eternal. There we go. And they're, like, walking through, like, Greece or some shit. That'd be so and, good. And Ugh. the last Justice. the last
0: line in the movie will still be, time, man. That's wild. Or whatever <laughs> how all of his movies end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hell yeah.
3: And I love all of them. Don't get me wrong. but uh. I love college baseball. I
2: just watched Before Sunrise. Ooh. Uh, uh, And it was just as good as everyone told me it was. So I'm I'm very excited to watch the next two.
3: Yeah. I like, uh, I love, um, I think my favorite one from him is... uh, the freaking uh, when it's just a bunch of boys hanging out, everybody wants them. Oh, everybody that's wants them. It's great. Movie. Oh,
2: absolutely. Oh, yeah, I that's, love that's that. That's one yeah, of my yeah. favorite five, like top five movies of all time.
3: I think that's like literally also just like my. I feel like that's like I could be wrong, but it's like I feel like that's like what my dad's experience in college was. Basically, it was like I this... <laughs> think
1: I've, I've been wanting to
2: show it to my dad for that exact because my dad, well, he's not a big sports guy, but he did play softball quite a bit, and like. That was his time too. Yeah, like that it's would like have been when he went to college, I I think oh he would love that movie.
1: Oh yeah, I just like, think
2: that movie is is it's a treat. Oh, it's like I I put it on when I'm in a sad mood and it just immediately cheers me up. It's delightful. Yeah. Oh man, it's
3: like so. I, um, my uh my
0: little brother played college baseball and he's now a filmmaker. And when he saw that movie, he was just like, fuck that was the story I was supposed to tell. Um, and, he's like, no. and he's like, it worked out. And he's like, that story it was so good. Like how, how are we even supposed to top it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I've had that feeling about a couple films every once in a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a tough one. It's like, Oh, they got there and they did good too.
2: They did it so but, um, well. There's no way. I could t- it's, it's almost the, the same like level of like, Oh man, this hot actor is dating this woman, I was supposed to be that woman as though I even stood a chance.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was supposed to be dating Meryl Streep. (laughs) There
0: it is. That's what the show has been all about.
3: (laughs) This is my long con.
2: The long con is
0: that we're trying to get
3: Patrick a date with Meryl Streep. Yeah. It does
2: come out of left field when he's like, "I'm in love with you," <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and you bet your ass that Donald and I will wear a giant coat and will pretend to be a giant man to date, even though we're both taller than Meryl Streep because we assumed <laughs> that she was gigantic. From yeah. to Julia. <laughs> sure. That's how good that we got to be nice. taller than her. Yeah. Oh yeah. She'll never. If I'm too short. Oh, also, Julia and Julia: A Letter to Short Kings. Oh. I,
2: this, sh- is a, this is a term i'm unfamiliar with but i immediately was able to figure out what you were talking about A short king like yeah it's like uh yeah. you know people that are like uh, shorter the males that are shorter than their uh i like a short king oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, i'm five two so if i found anyone shorter than me that'd be a little nuts but yeah. i did i put in my dating profile that like they're like what's a controversial opinion you have and i was like i think five seven is tall and boy have I oh. just been raking in
3: the real winners coming up there. Bunch like... of you,
2: like, one guy was like, marry me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I love that. Be just be cool, dude. Just be cool. Well, I said good. that you're tall. I didn't say that you're cool.
1: Yeah, that
3: is like an aphrodisiac. I can <laughs> see that. Like that is like a that is a wise thing to put in a <laughs>
2: <laughs> like oh. moths to a flame. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like legit. That is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyway. Oh, boy. But, um, but yeah, I guess I
0: I'll give uh my my pick. I had uh I, I was torn because I came up with this category, I had a lot longer to think about it than I interviewed it. Um I've been torn between two filmmakers, one very, very obvious and one just because like much like Michael Bay, I just want to see it. Yes. Uh the very obvious one I think that she would make Noah Baumbach's dialogue sing.
2: Oh, my gosh. Ooh,
1: yes.
3: Oh, man. That'd be good. It's almost surprising that they haven't at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She fit (laughs) right in. Mm -hmm.
3: She could have even been, like, I can see, they're, like, I'm thinking about Marriage Story right now, and there are, like, a bunch of roles in that movie that she could have even had. Like, you know, like, the the lady from Baskets, Martha Kelly, how she was, like, Mm -hmm. the... uh, What's the... She,
0: the Child Services... Yeah, person. Child Services.
3: That could have been a Meryl Streep cameo and she would have crushed mm-hmm. it. Although I will say yeah. Martha Kelly was perfectly cast for that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, the part I, I keep thinking of, um, the Emma Thompson role in Meyerwitz stories, I think Meryl Streep could have hit a home run with.
3: Huh. Yeah. yeah. I need to watch it. I don't if it. remember
0: that one. I, I like that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then my weirdo choice is David Cronenberg. Ooh.
3: Just to see what would
0: happen. A
3: weird, I, that'd be interesting. I,
0: I would love I, a, I also want to see everyone work with David Cronenberg, but um, that's, you know. I want to see
3: everyone work with Meryl. That is true. Has she yeah. worked with Milos Forman? Uh, the guy who did uh, yeah. White yeah. Float the Cuckoo's Nest? Yes? Okay, yeah. No, no.
0: Um, just trying to scan my head right now. I, oh, yeah, remember, right? I, I don't think so.
3: Oh, uh, man. I'm, yeah, because that would be a good one, too, because I love I mean, but, He's yeah. He's
0: passed away, unfortunately.
3: Uh all right. it's unfortunately not going to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a real one. No.
2: In the afterlife, though. But yeah, she would have. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Yeah, I mean, we'll, maybe we'll save that for a future episode. Be, uh if she uh, if she could t- if Meryl could time travel. <laughs> yes. Uh, who would you
3: want her to work with? And would she kill baby Hitler? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that says the thing that'd be tougher, because then it prevents her from making Sophie's choice
2: that's true oh, oh my god what a sophie's choice she would ah! have
0: her kids would be disappearing like michael j fox's brother and sister and <laughs> back to the future
2: no there is something kind of okay. interesting about the whole like the whole question of like oh yeah if i could could travel through time i would go back in time and, and kill hitler and it's like okay but then think of all the movies we wouldn't have
1: it's true yeah. all
2: the great
3: Isn't works that
1: weird yeah uh, Oh, i've
3: uh, seen the thing i'd be worried about that everyone talks about the thing i'd be worried about is i would accidentally create like a super hitler like i'd like i don't know like i'd, I'd do you know like you never know man you never know it's yeah. all but, but like killing Hitler. okay let's be real this podcast supports killing hitler we're a kill yes we're a yes. kill hitler yes podcast. It, is, it is it,
2: it, it would be I, I would risk losing those movies if it meant
3: getting six million Jews back strangle that son of a bitch in the damn cradle
0: for sure. Do you remember that birthday voice sketch where they went back to kill Hitler, and they they were like, "But he's such a cute little baby," and then they just kept going to different points in his life, and like his high school prom, and they're like, "He got dumped? No, you can't do that to him."
3: Uh, no, <laughs> so I when it to...
2: Suck when you're an empath and you just feel yeah. for things and yeah, people.
3: yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, why is Hitler relatable? Yeah, uh, that's a good.
0: That's a good... Was the, that was the. Um, John Cusack movie about Hitler's art career. <laughs> oh my Max God. was what it was called. Holy <laughs> shit. That's interesting. John Cusack had lines like, come on, Hitler. You can't paint like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler. I have
2: not seen this movie, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, it's, it, it, it's disappeared, but I remember when it came out, I was just like, oh, this is kind of a silly idea. <laughs> <laughs> Time was spent on this.
1: Yeah,
3: this, but... was, this is goofy. You know, it takes
0: a long time, and movies are very hard to make, so somebody said, I'm going to spend two years of my life doing this one.
3: Yeah, we're going to do uh, Hitler and the Wacky Art Years.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Sensitive artist.
3: (laughs) Travel artist.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So it's going to be Sophie's Choice Against Bridges of Madison County and or Out of Africa Mm. next week. We'll be seeing a really, really hot matchup. And I use the word hot because we're going down south. We're talking She Devil oh. The Devil Wears Prada next week. Ah, damn. Two damn two very devilish films in oh. the comedy region. But uh, before we head there, we're gonna do our little goodbyes here. Lauren, is there anything you would like to plug? As we head um, out the
2: door. Yeah, I mean, if you want to follow me on the socials, that's LL CoolSharf. Ladies love CoolSharf. <laughs> uh, not really, those are just, my initials are LL Sharp, so you, you get it. And then, uh, yeah, I'm on a house team over at the Pack. Obviously, we don't have live shows right now, but every first and third Sunday, you can catch us on the Pack Theater Twitch channel at 8 p.m. We put on a pretty fun show. So,
3: that, yeah. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, that pack uh, that, that Twitch channel was uh, featured in Vulture. Hell yeah! Oh,
1: look at that. Not only were
2: they featured, but our team and our show, America's Funniest Hot Videos, <laughs> which was named by me. Yeah, I would imagine so. I was like, it was just like, uh, how about this? And then I, I didn't even realize I was like, oh, this means I can never promote it. And just in case my work's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but it, but, but here we are, uh, promoting it. I don't know. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't think they're
3: gonna care that much. It's all good.:
0: well, that's great. Thank you for coming in today. Um, Patrick.: okay. Yes. Is there anyone you'd like to thank?: Oh, yes, I'd like episode. to thank.
3: Oh man. yeah, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Jul- Julia Childs. Uh, I'd like to thank Julie Powell. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, my agent, obviously. I didn't thank him last week, or maybe I did. I don't remember. Uh, I want to thank uh, my little boy Shannon. my little boy Shannon. Shannon Gremion. He's my little four-year-old boy. Go to bed. You You almost called my child a freak. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, my imaginary child. And uh, I'm going to thank uh, uh, my freaking butt. Wow. And I,
0: I, I got to thank our guest, Lauren, for coming on. Our first guest. That's so nice. Thank,
2: thank you. you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here.
0: Yes. I mean, it's... And, you know, I look around at all the other podcasts out there and I kinda you're they're an inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel I deserve everything that I'm getting tonight by doing this show. So part of this thank you goes to all the other podcasts out yeah. there. I have to I have to do that. I see the serial um,
3: people in the audience, they're seething. They're seething, but we're peers. <laughs> and that's what
0: I want to say. And I would not be here without I mean, it's like, remember when there was only one set of footprints? That was when Serial mm. was carrying me. So, um,
3: <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. I, we
0: got to thank our composer mm, yes. of our theme song. Uh, Evan Cox. Evan Cox. Awesome. Awesome song. Uh, Julia and Julia, Sophie, Nathan, Stingo, yes. Stingo's date. Stingman. Sting um, Alan Pakula, Nora Ephron, all of their agents
1: yes, and all of
0: their management. And uh, thank the audience for tuning in this week.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you guys and girls and everything in between. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you.
0: We'll see you next time with the Academy Academy. Bye.
4: Hold back them down. And dusty drapes Let in some light Tell the Boy come get my trunk Cause I'm living here tonight well, I packed my bags And I paid my bills And I'm turning in my key And if those sad souls down in the lobby Ask for me Just tell them I'm Checking out This heartbreak hotel I ain't gonna live on Lonely Street no more, no more. (laughs) I found a new love and a new place to dwell where teardrops ain't sucking the floor.